Hey guys, it's Sammy. Welcome to my podcast, As You Are, where I want to talk to people about what makes them who they are and what they're passionate about. Today I'm talking to Gabby. Now, I have known Gabby for about 13 years, I think we've worked out, which is a pretty long time. She is a full-time mum and a blogger, so we have a lot of similarities. And we actually met kind of through MySpace <laughs> back in the day. Um, we had a lot of similar like music interests and style interests. And bizarrely, we were kind of being bloggers before that was even a concept, which sounds so cheesy, but we were just always so into what we we're wearing and we take pictures of each other and stuff. And it was like, in a really like chill way, but yeah, it was just something it was something that we did. It's very strange that it's now our um, both of our careers. So today we're gonna be talking about pregnancy, what our pregnancies were like, being mums, being mums that have careers and how we make that work and what makes Gabby who she is. So let's get into it. guys I'm here today with my friend Gabby who Hello. I have known for we've just been counting down I think 13 years we've yep, known each other 13 years um so introduce yourself Gabby who are you hi I'm Gabby um also known as Gabrielle Wears Denim on Instagram I um I guess I would say I'm an American with an no I'm English with an American accent um, I've lived here most of my life, but also lived in Los Angeles, and now I am here based in the UK, and I'm a mom as well, like Sammy, both have four-year-old boys. Yeah, we do, somehow. Same time. Same time. Which is crazy. Very unplanned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've, I mean, you've basically lived everywhere. Yeah, I've lived everywhere. I've lived um, in Sweden. I recently was living in the south of France. That's where I had my son, um, and uh, was there for four years, just came back last year which was great. And then bumped into you randomly on the I know, street. like this is something we were talking about like off the record <laughs> was that Gabby and I just seemed to like bump into each other in the most <laughs> random situations. Like you yeah. came back on the, for the first day, yeah. I got out of South Ken Tube yeah. with Casey and you were in front of me. I know, I was like, Sammy! And we literally just talked like, we must meet up as soon as you get back. I know. That was absolutely bizarre. We always do that. It's yeah, so it weird. It's like, so many times. every time we try and get away from each other, like- I'm sorry, what? You're we trying just to, like, move sorry, it. sorry, you're trying like, to get away no, okay, from I me. No, okay, I should say, every time we haven't seen each other, it's like the universe, like, I know, brings us, brings back, us together. back. Like you must Not, meet. okay, we edit that bit out. Because <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah we've both got four-year-olds so how did you like I want to talk a lot about the the mum thing yeah. because I don't talk about it a lot and it's something yeah. that is a conscious decision for me um like personally I don't want my Instagram to be here's me and my kid and this is my life and not because I'm ashamed in fact quite the opposite I love my pa family life and that's kind of why like I want to keep it private and for me social media has always before it was a job or anything has always been something that is about fashion and more superficial stuff I say superficial, I know it does go deeper than that, but I never wanted it to be like, here are the ins and outs of my of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I think the podcast is a really cool way of like talking more about that kind of stuff that, yeah. is, that is deeper. Um, and we've talked a lot about like pregnancy and being mums and our experience. But actually, you know what we didn't talk about is, mm. I wanna know about your pregnancy. Oh, you I didn't know. actually know about like, like, did you have an easy pregnancy or were you like sick the whole time? I wasn't sick, so Casey was very much planned. 
So yeah, like, okay, I, I didn't know, know that. Yeah, we very much planned him. Like we, I, I bizarrely did stuff really by the like kind of middle class book. I like got married. Yeah, and but you're we're, so like, traditional. I, I You've just, always been yeah, traditional. I'm traditional without meaning to be. <laughs> yeah. but, like it, I was saying to you, like, even when I met you, I didn't want kids because I was so yeah. scared of like the possibility of divorce and yeah. doing that to a child and stuff. I don't know because of my personal experience with it and how much it it affected me. But um, yeah, like we we planned having Casey and the first few months like were fine. But I had a platelet problem with my, which I think is quite common. What is that? Like a low platelet count, which oh. meant that I was in and out of hospital a lot, like every oh, few really? weeks. Yeah, and it meant that, although I didn't realize it until I was six months pregnant, there was no hope of me having like a really normal birth. Like I was, oh. I always thought I could have a But what does birth. that mean? A, a platelet? I've yeah, it's never a heard low, that. It's a low platelet count. Okay. And the doctors just, they don't like anything that's not completely by the book, yeah. you know? So, See, I wouldn't have even known because I was in France and I didn't understand a word I was saying in any of my <laughs> appointments. You know, you had like loads I'm like, of thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> oh, That's man. No, I knew like quite intensely. But I mean, I just had to go to hospital a lot for blood tests and stuff. It was okay, nothing yeah. serious. Okay, yeah. But then there was one, I was 35 weeks pregnant and Anton came home from work and I was like, look, I haven't been feeling Casey that much today. And you know, by that point, third trimester, you get your patterns yes. of like what you expect from your child in the, in the yes. day and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I haven't been feeling him much. It's really odd. And he's like, look, let's just phone up the hospital. There's that no harm. so scary. Yeah, it was scary. But I was also really chill. I was like, I don't want to be one of those, like, I'm first time pregnant. I would freak out. I would have <laughs> No, I wasn't. I was, I was really, I was quite chill. But Anton was right to be like, let's phone the hospital and just double check. They were like, yeah, come up now for a check, which I didn't expect at all. It was like nine o'clock okay. at night. So okay. we went up there and they um, they felt my heartbeat. They felt his heartbeat. And they were like, everything seems absolutely fine. But come back tomorrow for a scan so that we can double check everything really is okay. And I was stoked. I was like, woohoo, I get another scan. Yeah. <laughs> Chance to see Casey again. <laughs> and we went for the scan. And like the, is it sonographer? Is that what they're called? Sonographer? I don't know, because I was in France, remember? Sorry, I didn't know sorry, anything that was going on. Like, she, like, turned, she turned off the machine. I will never forget her face, because it was like really like blank. And we, mm. Anton and I were oh, so, no. so chill. See, that's we were... all I went on was expressions. Oh yeah, see, I saw her the expression. Yeah. I suddenly went from like, oh look, there's Casey. Like he looks fine, to, oh shit, what's happened? And she just went, um, yeah, I'm gonna go and get a doctor because there's a lot of problems and I'm not sure what we're gonna do about this. And like she left the room and Anton looked at each other like, I'm sorry, what? We just had it, you know when you just haven't yeah. like expected that no. yeah, at all. Yeah. So a doctor came in and she said, yeah, this baby needs to come out. What was it? Um, so he had like a number of problems, but the main problem was that he'd stopped growing, but his head had continued growing, but his body had stopped. Okay. There was no fluid around him, like okay. my fluid had just vanished i never i never looked into what that did, was all did about. your water break is that why no, no it just like my body had basically from what the the basic way the doctor said it because i remember i was a bit, in a bit of a state of shock yeah <laughs> the, the doctor basically described it that your body has stopped looking after him oh wow and like if if this was in the a day when you can't look into your stomach and stuff yes. you'd probably end up having a baby that you know you'd have let him keep you'd have kept going yeah and you'd have had a stillborn or something oh because, man yeah so um so she left the room and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm having him. And I was like, how quickly am I, ha am I having him? She's like, you know, definitely within the next two weeks. And I was like, does that mean I'm being induced? And she's like, I'll come back and we'll talk. And Anton and I, again, we're just like kind of in shock. And she came back and she said, um, yeah, you're having him in two days. Oh my God. Like, and they called it an emergency plan cesarean. Okay. See, I was begging for a cesarean. No. I was begging. No, 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 no. No, honestly. You, no, honestly. I know, I know this is where we do like, again, I want to hear your, once I'm done with this epic I was, story, I, I was begging. Yours. No, I, I never looked into cesareans because I was so scared of them, the possibility of them. Don't get me wrong, it's all scary, but it's no matter scary, what, the baby's yeah. got to come out. So, yes. you know, it's all and scary. And that's the terrifying thing. That is the terrifying thing. <laughs> 
But um, she came back and she said, look, you're going to have to come back for steroids. So I had to have steroid injections over the weekend to try and make sure that his lungs would expand so he could breathe properly on the Monday. And they still at this point had no idea what kind of baby I was going to have. Like we could have a baby with Down syndrome. We could have a baby. They just didn't know. Okay. And so they didn't want to set our expectations. I see. So we told no one that weekend other than my dad. Okay, yeah. Because we were like, well, this yeah, is just yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, We just don't know what's going to happen. That's so emotional like yeah we we were looking back we were really calm about it over the weekend i guess because thank god you had each other as well yes yeah like, like seriously. definitely so that sunday they i had to take some sort of tablet <laughs> at some point in the evening and then after that you're not allowed to have any food okay so it oh was, i know all about that yeah well uh, like after <laughs> 10 p.m it was like no no food was allowed to be consumed but i was all like ready to go for an 8 a.m cesarean so we got to the hospital and I'm not going under general, so I was going to be awake for it and everything. And then, oh, really? Yeah. Awake for your cesarean? They numb you, of course, right? Well, this is what I'm going to go into. Oh, no. So I was uh, in my gown, like, you know, butt yes. out, ready. Oh, yeah. I know all that. Yeah. And then uh, the nurse <laughs> comes over and is like, I'm really sorry. We have no beds in special care so we, for, your, for your baby. So we can't do it because he's going to... What? Yeah. And I was like... I've been told this baby needs to come out. And she's like, yes, don't get me wrong. We agree. He needs to come out. So we're, we're looking into other options. So she left. But at this point, I'm like, you know, Anson and I are like, what is going to happen? Oh, my God. And she said, you've got two options. You can come back tomorrow and we can go through this process again. Or you can go to another hospital. And I was like, fuck, send me to another hospital. Yeah, good. She's like, right, we'll get an ambulance. Like, we'll get it sorted. And I was like, no, like, we'll drive. <laughs> There's no point in using up an ambulance for this. So Anton and I drove to this other hospital I'd never been to before, which is Where fine. was it? Frimley. Okay. Where yeah, that's I, not far from where I am now. No, not at all, no. Um, so, but at this point, they still didn't know whether I would be able to have it that day. But we were just trying for the best. So this is about one o'clock in the afternoon. I've still had no liquid. I'm not no drink of water. Yeah, no I food. get that. And you yeah. know when you're pregnant yeah. and you're like you're, you're like, like you want to eat and you want to drink. Yeah, well I mean just in general you do. So. No, I know. Um and then the hours just keep ticking on. It gets to four o'clock and they're starting to get worried now because I've had no fluids. So they're like, right, let's get you a drip. Which is like the drip was one of the worst experiences. I had the drip too. For, Horrible. For three days I had oh, that drip. Oh dude, it's horrid, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's horrid. So they start putting water into me to make sure that I don't faint or something. Yeah. And by five o'clock, they're like, right, we've got we've got space to do yeah. your operation. Let's okay, good. Now. So that was the same so, day. Same, same day. day. So it's five o'clock. Okay. I get I walk down to and I walk into the room and it's all women in the room, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's like, good. 13 women just like, staring great. at me. But they were all amazing. Like, yeah, but that's team. great. Yeah. And you know, when you just this is like one of the most nerve wracking experiences. And to walk in knowing you're about to be cut open awake is like I never want to experience. So did it did it hurt? So I had my spinal. Okay. And she started doing like the knee thing where she like taps your knee to see if you can feel yes. it. And I was like, yeah, I can. And she was yeah. like, oh, don't worry. It's going to go. Like, it's fine. Oh, no. We had, a, we had like, <laughs> we had a playlist going of music we prepared that weekend. Okay, good one, for you. The one bonus of like so knowing good. you're going to be open. And they start, they like clip your gown up. It's so surreal. It is so surreal. And they start the incision and everything. And then they realize that there's some, I can't, I'm going to phrase this wrong, but I think it's something like, like large blood cells or something that they had to so they had to stop the operation calling another emergency doctor in and like burn their way through them and you could smell it in the room really it was so rank and then i started feeling it oh my god sammy apparently this is quite common so i like i would definitely look into general next time but i didn't want to go into general because that meant that anton couldn't be in the room i would definitely be put under yeah no i would now yeah um but apparently it's quite common for you not to feel it so i said like i'm in i'm i'm, I'm in pain and she, the the woman freaked out well you know in a, in a calm doctor freak yes, out way yeah. <laughs> i was like, like pumping drugs into my drip and it was 
I, I don't know labor and I'm sure you're gonna go into that, but it was excruciating. Yeah, pain. it was excruciating. And eventually they pulled Casey out. And I remember looking at him thinking like, I can't even believe there's a baby there. This is like, my mind is blown. And I think this is when the drugs really kicked in because yes. I felt quite spaced out. But Which Casey, is good. You're like, thank God. Yeah, thank God that then the pain. <laughs> but they like showed Casey to me and then he was just off. And I didn't see him until like 10 a.m. the next day. Wow, that must have been really care. difficult. But then again, I had the other extreme. They threw him on me and they mm. left him with me. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh, that, like, yeah. can you please take him away? I need a nap. What I've, realized, like, <laughs> what I've realized about this whole process is every single story has so many struggles and I know. things to it. That it's like everyone's but got But then again, things. some people have it like a lot of people I spoke to couldn't believe, you know, the story that I have and they were like oh yeah ours we just went into the hospital and the labor was really easy I was da 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 and I just had my baby and I was just like what yeah. you know I have like, I have got one friend who's had two I mean easy's pushing it obviously because it's all hard it's but hard like, it's two simple births where it's like yeah. she's in and she's out the same day I was in hospital for four days well I was, was too hell. but we were forced to I had no choice I was desperate to get out I was begging tell the me nurses your story tell me your like uh, labor oh, story so first <laughs> off I, I got pregnant in France um I I don't know the language I've never spoken French before I didn't even know I was going to live there I was actually supposed to be working on the super yachts I got all my education for it I, I got on a boat I got pregnant um and then I ended up staying in France thankfully my parents were there yeah so I got an apartment there and I just did the whole pregnancy there. Um, the baby's father, he was there with me the whole time um, as well. And then I I did a full pregnancy. I was massive. When I say massive, like, I don't know what I mean, happened. I, 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 like, I remember the pictures. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked. Massive. <laughs> I don't really, know. really was. Like, I just have a big baby. He's big now. Yeah, He's just he is, always yeah. been, like, yeah. solid. Like, yeah. solid. So, anyway, I had a very healthy pregnancy. I, I was I was very sick for the first three months. I didn't stop vomiting, actually. I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't brush my teeth. Oh my I couldn't God. do anything. Like at one point, well, I had it made to you feel nauseous. Nauseous. If I the toothbrush in my yeah. mouth, like that's it. Like, there are there are weird things like that that you experience <laughs> yeah. when you're pregnant. Though. No way. Yeah. Smells like yeah. Forget smell. It. You can smell everything. All, all I could eat was Cheerios for three months. Dry, nice. dry Cheerios, dry Cheerios in a box next to me, like a mouse. And seasick the seasick tablets oh because I was gosh. every like the whole thing. But then that passed. Three months over, I the felt great. Grew up on, on Cheerios. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> he still does. Explains <laughs> <laughs> like, something. <laughs> Um, but but now um, after that was done, I had a great pregnancy. I was fine. It was healthy. He he came. Actually, at one point, I was like, "This baby's got to get out of me." I'm I'm 32 weeks now or something. Oh no, 42 weeks now. However long. How long is it again? Yeah, it's 40. Like 40 for a yeah, standard. I think I was 42, yeah, I was and great. I was like, I was really "He's got to get out. He's yeah. got to get out." So I thought it would be a good idea, and I don't know if anyone knows this. I don't even know if my parents know this, and maybe they're gonna be like, "That's oh. why you had a horrible labor." But okay. I thought it would be genius. I googled it to start <laughs> pumping my milk oh. to, to make the contract contractions start okay. so that he could come out because at this point I couldn't even sleep I couldn't even turn over in bed like oh I had God. to have help just to turn over yeah, it's so yeah. big so um the contractions did start very soon after that nice and, and I googled it's very helpful no it was the worst thing I ever did because oh. I got there but they they and they gave me this shot in my the muscle in my bum Ooh. and it was the most excruciating pain I've ever had it was like a, a syringe like I don't know 12 inches syringe of this shot they just stuck in my in my muscle oh, was it? and it was to make the contractions stop so they basically just stopped the contractions the pain was gone the contraction stopped they said that I'm nowhere near ready I'm I've not dilated Sorry, at okay. all you're nowhere near ready so you're gonna have to go home now 
and eat something and then come back if the pain starts again. So I got home, I ate a baked potato and I came back maybe an hour, two hours later, the pain started again. That's when I got put into the hospital bed. Now, before this, they told me that my son had a, quite a large head. <laughs> a lot, I mean, it's just like in general. But I think also their French and English was not very good. So no matter oh, how okay. they said it, it just did not sound right. Yeah, but okay. like, if it becomes too painful, you can ask for a cesarean. Oh, so I okay. always thought that, okay, well, my baby's large. Mind, you've got yeah, that. yeah, yeah, my baby's large. Maybe this is gonna be a painful birth. Mm -hmm. I can ask for a cesarean. Yeah. So I get there, they put me into a bed. Now I have contractions every two minutes for 68 hours. They would not help me. They would not break my water. They would not um, induce me at all. They didn't do anything. I was, and on, before I went in, I said, I don't want drugs. I want, I, I want an epidural, but I don't want any morphine or anything, you know, okay. like. Did you have just, an ad during these six days? Yeah, I had yeah. A, but then it was like two days in and oh I'm still my. every two minutes contractions. You know how painful that is? I'm well, so, the thing is, I don't. So my this body is, is so, <laughs> my body is so drained. It was like, here we go again. You know, it's just the pain. And so um, I was like, morphine, morphine. I need morphine. You know, I was, I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. At this point, I'm totally naked. Oh. I'm like, I've got all these men, women, people walking in. I have no just idea. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. so like out of it because yeah. I'm exhausted. My body's exhausted. Yeah. I don't even know what happened to my clothes. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it's, so, it's such a primal thing though, isn't it? Like, it's, it's, like it's, pride goes out the window. Everything goes out. Everything, Everything goes out goes the window. Out, yeah. So um, at the, finally, after I was like screaming for for painkillers and everything. And I was like asking, why are you not, you know, helping me? Why are you not inducing me, you know? And they're like, okay, well, you, you've only di you've only dilated like one centimeter in two days, <gasps> one centimeter. I'm you like, need to get to 10, right? You guys, three. Th oh, three. three oh. But it took me two days what, just to get to one. Three before I can get an epidural. Ah, okay. Okay, I desperately needed an epidural. Okay. So three days later, um, I find 68 hours later, no, 60, maybe 60 hours later, I said, finally they said, okay, well, you're, you're dilated to three centimeters, we'll give you an epidural. By this point, you can imagine, I've been on morphine for days. I've not eaten one high. thing. <laughs> not, they've not given me any food in case there was complication. So I wasn't allowed to eat or drink water. I wasn't allowed days. to, I just had a drip. Oh yeah, the drip, and yeah, that was it. I was so dehydrated yeah. oh, and I was man. so just, oh my God, I was still naked. <laughs> and then this woman, this woman comes in and she says, okay, we're gonna give you your epidural. But my contractions were so bad that I had to stay still. Otherwise it could, yeah. it could paralyze me. Yeah, you have to stay really still. You know, I, yeah. I could be paralyzed. So I'm literally holding on and I'm like, Jesus, help me. <laughs> because I'm like I'm thinking, gonna fly on the I was like thinking, and I swear everyone outside could probably hear me. I was thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna be paralyzed because I can't stand still sure. because my contractions. So this nurse is now yelling at me to stand still, but I literally can't because my contractions were so bad. I would have to move, you know? So finally we got it in. And then, and then it all happened really quick from there. I had my baby, but then in the middle of having it, in the middle of having Matty, 
a whole Sorry, bunch of you, students. Did you, did you have forceps or anything like that? Or was it all... Uh, I don't know. All I know is my, my legs were up in like... Stir- <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. I, I was so out of it. The, oh, my yeah. legs were up in like... What were they like? Sturdles? What, what are those the things? Yeah, stirrups. Yeah, stirrups. My legs yeah. were up in stirrups, and then and there's two women like all up in there, and then um, a whole bunch of students walk in. I'm at a student hospital, and apparently that's okay. You so, have to sign something for that. Well, I, I don't remember something. assigning anything. For I mean, I was completely gone. I don't know what, but all I know mm. is that they asked me as when they were in, can these people watch? And at this point, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't even care. Sure, yeah. just go ahead, watch. So oh. I've got all these people watching. Oh, <laughs> I'm so exhausted, Sammy, at this yeah. point. I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. Anyway, he comes out. He's gorgeous. He's healthy. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. surreal. And then I thought, great, he's out. Now they can take him. Now I can have a nap. No, that's that was com- wrong. They stick him there on no me. Rest, they, yeah. they put me on a stretcher and they stick him in between my thighs. So he's lying like in between my thighs. And they wheel me with my diaper on. Why did they put him before? Why, why did I, they... That's just kind of what they did, I guess. All the all the mo- new moms had their Normally baby in between their thighs. They, I know, I know. He, they kind of like laid him between my okay. thighs. Sure. So they wheeled me then to my room in a diaper. Nice. Okay. And... Um, the girl who I'm going to be sharing a room with for the next four days is having a party. A party. Okay. <laughs> I've just had the worst birth yeah. ever. The worst, ex- I'm exhausted. I want to sleep so bad. And they're having a, she was throwing a party in my room. I've got a diaper on. There's all these, the whole family is there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I got. So is that how it was? So you had to share a room with one other person? Yes. So, okay. But she's already been there for like two days because okay. you have to spend four days in oh, so the hospital. That, in, in, I say in England, they try and get you. I was in, I was in I was there for four or five days. But they, desperate. In England, they try and get you. Like literally people go in and leave the same they day. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't, And everything was healthy. Everything was so fine. Different depending on what, what kind they of just wanted me. They wanted to. I don't want to say control because it sounds bad on the country, but they wanted to control how I raised the baby. They they were forcing like breastfeeding. They were forced. There was no choice in what I had, and they wanted to make sure that, which I guess is good, but they wanted to make sure that the way the baby started off was in their care and the way that they wanted. So they it felt to be that done. they'd done the job that they were set out to do. Yeah, kind they of thing. they didn't want to leave you to go home. You didn't know how to wash your child, which is good and do all those things. But yeah. I had to have like mommy training one oh one. Yeah. In French. We've had such different experiences and it's so different. It's just... I, I was in hospital for yeah, four or five days. I was desperate to get out. But I was moved around to like four different wards because the first That's one- That's awful. It wasn't fun. The first one they put me in, they, I, I didn't even think about it this way, but they felt really bad. They put me in a, a ward where it, I was with eight other mums that all had their babies. So my baby's been whisked off to special care and I don't see it. And they all have And theirs. they hold their babies. I was knackered. Like I had had so many drugs in me and by this point, yeah, the drugs have like really taken their toll. Like, yes, and I'm like, I know, the drugs. It, you just feel so spaced out. So spaced out. Yeah. I even took this cheese and I threw it on the wall when they gave me cheese. <laughs> I would never do that normally. Or maybe I would. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, wasn't. I, I, I couldn't eat. I, I, just, I just laid there. And then to, to, be, to find out that like, okay, I hopefully I can sleep now. I just need to like try and go I just felt so so odd and I think it was obviously very normal when you've just given birth in whatever way you have yeah um to find out that every two hours I'm gonna be woken up for my blood pressure oh yeah I was too <laughs> yeah I no it's too. completely normal yeah. but I didn't it was awful you know when I think we're probably if we'd have been in the same country we'd have like known a lot more but yeah. I didn't have another friend to turn to that I really I wish I had somebody too quite, yeah and I was like I just so 
I, I didn't had, like, know what was going on. And... I didn't know what was going on at all. It was it was so difficult. I think if I was to have him in England or even America or anywhere, it was just English speaking. It would have been great. I had nobody that even spoke English. No matter what, and no matter how much we've been through with pregnancy, like I didn't sleep the whole time I was pregnant. It was horrendous, and so I was always tired. No matter how hard it is being in hospital and having the baby, it's the best thing you're ever going to do. Yeah, I, I also can agree. It's, I, I cannot even imagine my life now without Maddie. Yeah. Like, just Gabby with no Maddie is like nothing. He makes me completely whole. Oh. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but yeah, all that torture and hell definitely paid off. And I yeah. can only imagine when he grows up and he's like a big man, you're so proud of, look, I'm going to actually cry. Oh. Like, you're so proud of... Yeah. of you know your your child yeah it is you the, know it is really it is the, the it's what we're meant to do like no matter mm. what you look at it it's like how the, the planet needs to keep on going you know it's like we there's something in us when you know we're overall like don't get me wrong if you just make the conscious decision not to have children or you can't or whatever it is but overall like we're here you know to keep reproducing yeah and it, it no matter how, what you go through, it's just, uh, it's life-changing and it feels so good when you have that child next to you. Like for me personally, I found the, the child versus the baby yes. has completed me a lot more. Like I found the yeah. baby so hard. But, but the sitting, child has sitting, a personality. Yeah, and sitting down with Casey and he's got these little ideas in his head and he's come up with this stuff and he's like, oh, I want to make this song or I want to listen to Metallica today or whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> I just like, it makes me just, you just melt. Yeah. You know? You really do. It, it is... It's a, worth everything. It is worth all the hell. Yeah. Definitely. One thing I've always said is, even when we met when I was 17 and you were 19, you always wanted children. I always wanted so children. Strongly. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And now I have one. One is enough. <laughs> <laughs> all these women I meet that are like, oh, I think I want three babies. I'm like, no. okay. <laughs> well, I did the whole like housewife thing and I did the whole thing and it just, it just ended up realizing it wasn't actually me. Yeah, let's loop that in actually because I find this really interesting that we've both gone through that where we, not that we think that we're going to be like housewives, whatever, but it kind of becomes the way it is because we both have to be at home looking after the baby. Yes. So we did that and then we're both the same in that. We just couldn't do it. No. Like, my lust for work was so strong. My lust for work was so strong. I just was losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to work. So I started a company. Yeah, I yeah. did too. I was I started yeah, that Old oh, Lover yeah. Vintage in, yeah. in France. But I couldn't even work there because nobody would hire me. I, but I think all I knew thing, how to say was bonjour and Yeah, but the key thing is, is that because that happened to you, you've, you've sought out ways that you could make exactly, yourself yeah. work. And I think that's yeah. awesome. I had to a do credit. That. I had to do something and creative, yeah. something creative and vintage is all I knew. I mean, back in the day, even I only worked in vintage clothing stores yeah. and everything. That's like my thing. So being able to go into like those um, Vigreniers, which are like uh, car boot sales and um, source clothes and find like amazing Levi 501s and denim jackets and everything. And it was so much fun. Yeah. It was like, it was Would so much fun. Would you do that again? Um, no. No, because I, I think that was a time in my life I did do that. And obviously it was fun. I liked it. But it's not the same in England. You know, it's more expensive here yeah. for vintage. I think over there it was it was Antibes. It's the, you know, it's quite a small town feel. They don't know vintage. Yeah. Actually, most of the stuff I got was from gypsies. So you can pick it up really cheap. And, really cheap yeah. and great stuff. They have no idea what they had. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. It was quite satisfying. You were making something from not having any work so yeah like finding something and a way to do it yes and i think that's really cool i had to i was like desperate to work like yeah. you it's like yeah. just staying at home and being with the child was 
realized it wasn't really who we are. No, I couldn't turn on daytime TV and no. just clean the house. And no, like, oh my God. no. And I, I hate cooking. Yeah. So that just wouldn't work. No, I never saw myself as like being that person. I just couldn't believe how strongly it made me realize like I want to work. Yeah. You know? Which um, is great. So it's yeah, it really... doesn't take away from being a mom. Like I was a full-time mom to Casey as in no care whatsoever for two years me too yeah and then when two years kicked in i was like i i wasn't coping at that point with yeah. Hall- with like doing i was doing hello at the time and uh yeah that was kind of taking off and the combination of like trying to get pictures arranging photo shoots arranging like packing no. orders this is what i was design. doing too yeah like so similar um i was like i can't keep doing this so i put him in nursery for two days a week which best was... day of your life <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be honest as well like he needed someone other than me yeah I was like, you, we are. You do. I'm a, I am a strong believer in that it doesn't just need to be like mum and baby. Like, yeah. you're going to. Well, so she had two. Person. And like two yeah, and three. Yeah, you need interaction with other babies he, he and children to. and people. Um, so, yeah, that was that was great. And then, obviously, going on now that he's four, I changed things last year when um, I was uh, like last February when I was like, okay, I'm going to try and make the blogging the blogging thing work after saying no to it for so long. Um, but last Even though you were doing it without labeling it. Doing it without, re- yeah. I or guess, without realizing it. I guess the difference it. was that, you know, the year before, so what, what year are we? So 2016, when I was starting to be approached by brands for collaborations yeah. and the concept was there of blogging and people coming to me and saying, like, why don't you do that? And I just felt like, no, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, for a variety of reasons, but it just felt just not me. And then I kind of changed my mindset on it and I was like, I want to make it work in my own way and do it in a way that I don't see other girls doing it, which yeah. I think you're doing as well. Like you're, we're not trying to, we're just trying to be ourselves doing yeah. it, you know? Um, well, like we were talking about, you know, before, it was that we used to do this anyway. Yeah. When we That's were... That's the weird thing is that like for us, getting dressed every day and putting an outfit together is just And taking pictures And taking pictures, Drinking yeah. coffee. Yeah, like... Oh, I've probably got <laughs> millions of you drinking coffee at 20 years old. It's crazy, you know? right? Like, I mean, pictures of me drinking coffee on Instagram are a thing in themselves. I don't even get it, but like now it's become a thing. It's so funny. It's so weird. But um, yeah, we were doing that. I mean, like, I've got... Like I was saying on a... I think I was saying on another podcast actually that everywhere I went, I had my camera. Yeah, me too. Everywhere. I've got so many pictures of like us. I want to see those pictures again. You should. Like they're all in scrapbooks and they've... I was obsessed with like scrapbooking I know, I pictures. saw yours. Yeah. I was quite impressed with your scrapbook oh, yeah. skills. Oh yeah. This is when I used to have time. <laughs> this is so good. I've got albums from when I was 13 till... Tw- kind of 25. That's so cool. And the ones from my teenagers are my... Favorite. See, I lost stuff all of those. But stuff you don't, you forget. Like, yeah. oh my god, I went to that gig. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And like, there's stuff you don't remember until you see the picture, or like even people that you're like, oh yeah, I remember them from that summer. They're like, I worked yeah, in that bar. I, know. Or I really wish I had my old photos. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Mine we're, were all kind of... on digital, even then. Oh, I see. They no, were all I was, like... I was all about printing. I, it took me. You know, I was. This is the weird thing as well. I was one of the last people. I think I was the last in my circle of friends to even have a, a, a phone, like a proper phone. Because oh I was so God. anti it. Really? Look, honestly, it's ridiculous when I think now what my job is. But I was so against it because I didn't like the idea that I wasn't printing pictures. Oh, wow. So I remember so- you walking around with... I had one too, but I remember I had my digital as well. And you always had your like throwaway yeah. I, I love, camera. I, I love disposable cameras as well because of the type yeah. of image you get. Um, so yeah, I was uh, like obsessed with that. And I had yeah, mine I wrapped in a scarf. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh my God. I do remember you wrapping it in like a vintage scarf. scarf. Yeah. But it was so good yeah. because my baggies get nicked all the time. Yeah, but they would throw, they, really wouldn't, they wouldn't open the scarf. They were thinking just a shit scarf in there, but it was actually oh. my expensive camera. So my, I'd always find my bag on the street with my camera in it. Is this just like, <laughs> when, like going out in London then? Yeah. Okay. 
I was a party girl, remember? You were a party girl, man. That was, so when like Gabby and I met, yeah, we were in our teenage years and you were a couple of years older than me. Yeah. But you were, I was, I had a really short party phase when I, when mine I was didn't really stop. young. So no, mine started when I was 14 until like 17. Oh, and yours, you got it over quick. I got it over quick, really quick. That's good. And yeah, I remember you were the good girl when we went out. But, but just... you were good, you made me good. Oh, there we go. You know, like hanging out, like you you kept me stable. Okay, I was like uh, more of an experimenter. So like I wanted to like try the shit I wanted to try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go into what that was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I tried some things, did some dabbling, had some fun. No, you, you were over that. By the time we met, you were already yeah. over that stuff. But yeah, I, I think, um, again, like I have my personal reasons that I probably won't talk about. I still have my feelings on alcohol and stuff and... I, I, I do drink, but I don't drink a lot. And mm. I have, you know, like two drinks a month and I enjoy those with my friends and that's yeah. kind of it. Um, but yeah, by the time I met you, I was kind of like really into going out, but never really drinking no, with yeah. it. Whereas you were like, you I had a beer like, in your hand a lot. <laughs> no, I had two in my hand each time. <laughs> forget, forget one. But those were the days where it was not really like, you didn't go out and take pictures. You went out and literally partied. Yeah. You know, we no, weren't, yeah, yeah, we weren't conscious of like social media. No, there we was weren't documenting that. any of it. It was just like... That was MySpace. It was MySpace. We, we weren't really documenting our, our night no, outs, no. you know. And I can imagine that the the youth, I would say, of now would be more. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 it's still the same. But I just think it might have been different. It was really dirty and gritty. It was like it was like dirty London. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was I like think, punk rock, dirty. Yeah, that's obviously what like, the kind of stuff we were into as well. Like, yeah, we're always gonna have gone like. I was like a crowbar every single day. That was like that was my home life. away from home. <laughs> <laughs> like... Were you like working in bars at this point? Um, yeah, it was, it was only vintage and bars. I always swapped off. Okay. So yeah, basically. Man, it, yeah, it's just for like a whole different lifetime. I'm just and a I, completely different person. Yeah, our worries were so different. It's <laughs> what they are now. Yeah. Um, so what made you decide to get into blogging? Um, well, it kind of happened uh, naturally, I would say. I was doing like Oh Lover Vintage, like I told you, and that was on Depop. And the, the following on Depop grew quite a bit, and Depop were just so great they really helped me they put me on the front page for vintage um, boutiques and um, and I, I got a lot of sales from that and so people were starting to come over to my Instagram page and I thought you know I really need to now put more thought into my Instagram and make it more fashion because I am working with fashion and and maybe not so like there's Maddie eating a carrot you know yeah. like yeah. I needed to kind of Singleize it, singleize is that the like word? Separate it, separate it yeah. you know. And I didn't have it as much mum based, but more fashion based. And and um, and then when I came to London last year, which was in May, I had a, probably about ten thousand followers at that point. And um, and I was quite surprised. I had a lot of brands started contacting me. I was working full time still. Um, but on the side, I was still doing the Instagram and then brands started contacting me and then my following just started to grow from that. I think the brand reposts really started helping. Also meeting up with like different bloggers and going to events that, yeah, you're good at that. was really good. But I was in London. I need see, to my game. It was easy. In London, it's easy. You just hop on a, a bus. Yeah. When you're in Surrey, it's like, oh, that's a lot of time. You know, it's so I've, now I'm, I've stopped going to as much as I did. Um, but, but it, it helps, it's good. And you get to meet people, you get to become more in the industry and know your industry more. And, and I just started falling into it, I guess. That was only a year ago. And since then, 
um, I've now had to do it full time, which is amazing. Like, it's really amazing. You're on, yeah. And now I was like, okay, well, what's the point in working here when I have all these deadlines to... Yeah. to... It's a lot harder than anyone thinks it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm sure if other bloggers are listening, they know, but it's so much more involved than it a picture of me drinking coffee or a picture of you drinking oh, coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like so much. So and then much when there's deadlines, and let's say you've got like four deadlines in one week, yeah. it's like I'm sitting there at work and I'm like, no, I cannot be here right now. Yeah. I need to be doing something else. So it's a conscious decision to give up work and focus on... Yeah, and my work was just, you know, it was a minimum wage. It was nothing yeah. special, you know, and so... I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I did enjoy it. And I was so thankful because being in France, like we were talking about before, not being around people who even spoke English. And, and you know, yeah. I was like, thank God I'm on minimum wage and I'm around adults and, you know, my son's in nursery and yeah. I'm feeling so great. But so it all just kind of happened naturally. And now um, I'm still not where I would like to be, but I'm. it's been one year that I've been focusing on it, one month that I've been doing it full time. Um, and so I just see where see where it goes, really. Did you find a, a scary decision being like, okay, I'm gonna... Terrifying, yeah. I still think it's terrifying um, because you never know if work's gonna come in or yeah. if it's not gonna come in and you're, you know... Yeah, I find it terrifying. It's yeah, like... it's terrifying. So it's kind of like, but then you think, okay, well, people who freelance, they have the same thing, Yeah. you know? So a lot of people do do it. And um, yeah, you've got to at some point make the decision because, like you said, you can't do it all. I had the, you know a similar thing with where, where I was doing, hello blogging, being a mom, and it's I too mean, much. You know, no. what it's, what being it's, a mom is like oh, just being the ninety yeah. percent of it. Anyway. Every time the school holidays hit, I'm like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> still, every time that's my first thought. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, oh, breathe. I, I know. Used to, like summer holidays, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm already like freaking out, and that's. I'm what like a month and a bit. I know away. it's a month. I've I've had Maddie now since I took him out of school in May at Easter holiday. I took him out because we were planning to move. Yeah. Um. So we were going to be moving to one house, fell through. We we're going to move to the next house. We got it. So it was like he's been out of school, out of nursery from now May. I've had him full time, and it is oh, just dear, no. crazy. I. It's crazy the amount of yeah. time he asks for food. In a day. Well, you saw Kate. Yeah. You came over last week, right? You mine saw is Ka just like that's Casey why I was loving every it. Twenty minutes, mommy. I'm really hungry. I was no, loving it. No, you're not. I'm I was loving it because this is what I have to deal with. Yeah. And it was so refreshing to see the same thing. Yeah, every mum goes through the same yeah. like battles of like trying to keep your kid occupied for more than twenty minutes. You can actually get something done. I'm like, please play on your iPad. Yeah. I'm so bad. Uh, see, I, Casey's just not that kind of kid. Like he like, and I do. Like I've said before, I, I do love that about him. He's su he wants to be outdoors, he wants to be playing. And his ideas and his concepts and what he wants to do are so incredible. Yeah. But I can't always be that mom. I can't no. be like, right, let's build a fort and let's spend three hours doing it. Because no. I've got this deadline and yeah. the light. I need the light of the day. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful we're in summer because often now I'm putting Casey to bed and then working in the evenings. Yes. Does he nap still? No. 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 Yeah, mine, mine don't, I don't get any, uh, any daytime. No. <laughs> it's all evening. But, but I, he, I, I can't work in the evenings. I'm awful. Well, not, to be honest, that's yeah. Nor can I. But you know, when you have to, you have yeah. to. Like it's. I'm awful. By six p.m., I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm like ready for bed. I've said yeah, I've said this before. <laughs> like by seven p.m., I'm kind of done, and I want my my pajamas and a cup of tea. But sometimes that can't happen because yeah. I've got to get stuff done. But what I'm also I do a lot now is the week just work the weekends because I have Anton then. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I don't always enjoy that because it does put the pressure on Anton as well where we can't be like the three of us because yeah. like, like last Saturday morning I was like right I'm gonna work because I had half term last week I felt that so behind that must be hard how are you juggling like 
family life with work life because you know that must be yeah I difficult it's kind of you know it is like a first world problem but the Anton is amazing yeah like, I know shout this. out to Anton I like, know this and also I have to shout like say that you introduced me to Anton <laughs> which is like another whole other conversation we should yeah, have <laughs> I, I know we never really discussed this I know, one I know um, but yeah he, he's incredible and he knows how important my work is to me and like bless him he's been like you know very proud of how oh, I I've managed to yeah. you know make this a thing which feels weird to say out loud but um yeah he so he is great but obviously I am also aware that if I'm not the mum and the wife at the weekends that I need to be and I'm off in my office for like five hours that I am kind of missing out on that time and yeah. I'm also so aware that Casey's not going to be full forever yeah and I don't want to be like right well you know when he's a teenager I'm strong enough to do whatever yeah. whenever yeah so it's just the balance but yeah. I'm just really lucky that Anton's great about it yeah and he's a great dad too yeah he's yeah I really can this is like a love Anton episode now I know <laughs> hey <laughs> I, Anton he takes like every picture for me and yeah he's just uh he's great and um yeah I'm just lucky I've got that support yeah that's um, good. and I think he just knows how important having work is for me so he wants to like make that work as well yeah uh so now that you are you kind of classify yourself i think as like a full-time blogger yeah yeah where do you kind of see it going like what do you do you have any goals you want to achieve this year um i i don't i don't really plan i'm I'm not really a planner i've never been a planner no no i'm quite spontaneous (laughs) you'll be living in germany next month i mean you never know you never know um but um yeah, I just want to just keep going with what I with what I'm doing and just continue with what I'm doing and see see what doors open. Thankfully, doors have been opening and things have been happening. So, who knows? I just I'm so not one to say. Open Every time it. I say something, it turns out differently anyway. So I'm just not gonna say anything. It's gonna take life as it happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Maddie starts school in September. Yeah. First, like proper school in September. Um, which I'm sure he's not going to be happy about. <laughs> he does not like school already. Okay. Um, but hopefully it'll be a different experience than nursery for him, and he'll he'll enjoy it. So I think as well, time. your uh, Casey's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, obviously in two minds, it's going to be weird not having him around as much. Yeah. And as much as I do moan about not being able to work, I, I know. Then him. I know I do too. But I come up to London and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. I know. I'm the same. Like we're <laughs> all, we're moaning about them. But, every mum does this. But the every thing month. is, it's like he sleeps in his bed now. He always slept with me and now he's in his bed. And I'm like, I hope he comes in. <laughs> like, oh. I hope he comes in. I and just, then he's there for like an hour and you're like, I hope he goes. <laughs> and then he wears my bed. Yeah. Then, <laughs> oh my God. You can't, you cannot win. You cannot, that's yeah. the thing with being a mom. You yeah. can't win, but you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. It's, it's true. like it becomes everything. It's like it's you, okay. you, you're given mom grace. You're given so much grace to like deal with the situation because mm. it's your child and you love him. Yeah. Or her. Or her. You know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, you can go and follow Gabby on Instagram. Um, her name is Gabrielle Wears Denim. It's me. Go and check her out. And we're done. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you so much to Gabby for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's so weird to uh, be here after so many years of friendship and to both be uh, bloggers full time. Kind of a uh, kind of weird. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you're into it. And I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>